the most important thing of all. To present myself a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Oh, boy. That can be a challenge. But today we're going to learn something. Today we're going to learn it's the only thing we can do if we really want to know God. I mean that. Scripture's pretty clear about that. So I'm excited about something this morning. I'm really excited. I, I, and I really mean this. I love it. I, I'm an equipping pastor. You know, that, what, what, that the thing that's most in my heart is to equip the saints for the works of service, for the works of ministry, that we might edify or build one another up. Because when that happens within a church, when we're equipped as a church and we build one another up, we get filled and encouraged and we leave here with something of God. I love to equip people. I love to see people um, that really might not necessarily know what their gifts are and to use them and to grow in them. And I love to see the maturity of, of saints that use their gifts and their talents and how that impacts the kingdom and helps others. I love it. I love it. I love it. So with that said, we're starting a, a new journey with our youth. And uh, I mentioned this a couple times, but our youth, are, we're going to engage them uh, specifically for equipping. Uh, nothing wrong with youth groups. I, I mean that. Nothing wrong with youth groups. But but we're going to go into a season of time where our youth are, are not necessarily going to be in a group. They're going to be in, equi- in an equipping and journey with our adults. Some of you might know what kind of impact that's going to have. But let me just tell you, it'll be greater than we'll ever know. Because if the youth are faithful and obedient, God is always faithful and obedient. You will see a change, not only in the youth, but in this body. Because God desires, seriously, suffer not the little children to come unto him. I'm, it's for real. It's, it's, it's not just uh, some nice saying. So anyway, well, all, well, all that said, Jonathan is going to share with us. We've been talking, and he's going to share with us a song that he really likes. And, he, and he's going to share it. Now, it's going to be a, a little different because, again, he has to look at the screen. We can't project the, the words. So, But it's okay. Enter into this song with Jonathan. It's a favorite song of his, and he wants to share it with us. So, Jonathan, come on up. Welcome, Jonathan. When Jonathan was telling, I said, Jonathan, you you sound like you can sing. He goes, yeah. And, and <laughs> so I forgot the song that he was sharing with me. And I said, well, come on, give me a song. And he goes, and, and of course, it's a little, it's different, right? You know, it's just me and him. And he's kind of like, well, you know, we've got a kid. So, I mean, he's just getting down, you know. I'm going, man, dude, you need to sing a song. And uh, this is one that he picked and he loved. And you are so priceless. Amen. Yeah. We are priceless. We're priceless to God. To one another. Ah, God is so good. Well, as we kind of look back and we journey back just a little bit, um, you know, we we talked about several things over the last several weeks, and it was all based uh, around Romans 12.1, present ourselves as a living sacrifice. And what does that mean, and how does that play out? And the first thing we talked about, it came out of Luke 14, and this is in your, your notes, in the worship guide. So I'm just going to hit this real briefly, and you can review or look, I hope, I pray, and go back to it uh, throughout this week, maybe. And, and just ask God, what does he have for you? But 
it was becoming a disciple, and it was, it was out of Luke 14, 25, 34, especially for those listening. And by the way, these notes will be online. Um, I'm, we're now putting the notes online for those so you can do exactly what I'm asking, uh, even over the web. And we talked about counting the cost, and it was, it was putting God first. Um, if we're going to follow Christ, we're going to follow God, and we need desire, if we do, I hope we do, desire to do the things God wants, then there's a cost to that. I mean, not too many people want to hear that. I don't know that I want to hear that. Um, but at the end of today's time together, I hope um, your desire and my desire is even more so to desire and understand that there is a cost to pay. But listen, listen. I mean, a lot of people relate to money. Um, if you want to buy something that's really neat, it might, I don't know, a computer, a car, um, an ice cream cone, ah, whatever it might be, to, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter how little or how big. There's always a cost to pay. Right? I mean, there's always a cost to pay. So, so you got to count the costs. You know, you bring out your wallet, and you go, let me see if you got enough for that ice cream cone, you know, or let me see if I have enough for that TV. And you go, I don't have enough for that TV, so I'll just use plastic. There we go. There's a cost. But you got to pay. There's a price to pay one day, right? And so, you know, there is a price to pay one day. And we talked about that price is this. We need to count the cost because bottom line is following Christ and what he desires for our life will cost us our time, our energy, us. It'll cost us if we're serious about it. Okay, so now that's almost subjective. You know, when you say, well, are you really serious? Sometimes, I want to be careful here, but someone might say, well, have you prayed and asked Jesus um, to be your Lord and Savior? And if you were serious, then you're saved. You ever, who's ever heard that statement? Okay, all right. Most of us have heard that statement. Well, I mean, actually, it's a true statement, you know, but the bottom line is, being serious is subjective. I mean, it's 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 kind of like, well, you might think serious is something different than mean. So how do we bring all this stuff together? So counting the cost, there's a cost. Will we put God first? Then we talked about, in the second week, we talked about, uh, out of Romans 12, um, we, we looked at revealing our mind, transformation. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world. Some translations say, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, which actually... I, I like that a little better in understanding what it's saying. And then we talked about, you know, all of us, every single person in this room, um, as we've grown up and we've allowed things into our eyes and our ears, we've, 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 we've conformed to things. Of course we did. I conformed to speaking English. I conformed to um, going to school. I mean, I mean, there's everything. I mean, if you think about it, my whole personality and character has been, has been formed and conformed to what's around me. Now, you might say, well, of course, but here's, here's the issue. I have a sin nature, and in that sin nature, what I conform to, now all of a sudden I, I become selfish in, and I want it for me, 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 and I want to do as long as it ha it's good for me. And there's a conformity that takes place. Now, all of a sudden, God comes along, and he says, Tony, I love you, and I love you so much. I sent my one and only son to die and pay the penalty for your sin. Tony, will you count the cost of what it takes to accept my son, my son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior and what he's done for you? And all of a sudden, I go, yes, because I told you in that day that I did that. And now, all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. 
Because the next thing you know is I'm reading the word of God and I'm finding the reality of what God wants for my life. And the truth that he's speaking to my heart, I realize clashes with what I've conformed to in the world. And I got a choice to make. Am I going to allow the word of God and the spirit of God to start giving me his truth that I might live a life that's pleasing to him and to glorifies him? Or am I going to stay living just like I always have? I'm not going to, I can't stay. And there's a battle that takes place. So the Bible says, no longer conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Amen? All right, and then the next week came along, and we started looking at um, repentance. Oh, yes, that was a good one. I don't know. Who remembers uh, last week we talked about repentance? Who remembers that? Okay, who repented? No, I just, I don't know, just seeing if you're. You know, there is a time and a place that's okay that we could share things like that. Um, I think there's a lot of times I come to a place of repentance. And I know there is, as a matter of fact, when I'm in the Word of God. And the Word of God, through the Spirit of God, speaks that truth to me. And I, I, I do. I mean, when that truth comes in, I go, okay, will I repent? Will I, will I take the truth you're giving me and stop doing the things or thinking the things that you're telling me, and if that's the case, that's called repentance. There, there, there comes a place where you say, God, you're, through your word, you're telling me what to do. And this is what's hard, right? Because when God does that, you, you, can't, you can't say, well, I don't know. Tell me more. You, you ever, you, you've been there where you know what God is saying and you got a choice and I can't always say that I've I've made a God choice. I mean, I make more God choices now than I ever have before when I first was saved. I've matured in Christ and I know more of his word and his spirit dwells in me and empowers me and goes before me. Do you know what I mean when I when I say that? That God goes before me? We're going to talk just a little bit about that in a couple minutes. So there's a price to pay. The Bible tells us to put God first in our life. And then there's a transformation that can take place by the renewing of our mind. Stop conforming to the world. Allow the word of God to renew our mind and transform our mind to more Christ-likeness. And then there's that place when that when you're finally to that place, there's a repentance that will take place. Or, or there should be. If not, that's when you fade away. But we come to a place of repentance and we move on with Christ and we grow in him. Which brings us now to today. Let's turn in our Bibles to Romans chapter 10. And I'm going to start with verse 13. Chapter 13 says this, For whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Who's whoever? <laughs> you know what I love? Can I give you a snapshot? I want to give you a snapshot. I'm, I'm reading. Okay, watch. Re replay. For whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. And as my head's coming up, I see smiles just 
bursting out through the whole congregation. Because you know, don't you? You know that salvation. You know what God brings. I still say it'd be awesome to switch places. I sit there and all you come up here and we just watch each other because it's really cool to watch people and how the Word of God affects people. And I'm not saying that, you know, you always know, but I am saying no denying the smile I just saw. So watch this. We're going to continue in verse 14. How then shall we call on him in whom we have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent, as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Verse 17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? And yes, indeed. Their sound has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. But I say, did Israel not know? First Moses says, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move you to anger by a foolish nation. But Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me. But to Israel, he says, all the day long I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. Father God, it's only by your word and your spirit. I know that to be so true. Help us to see you, you constantly say through your word, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. And Father, I know that's by your grace. I know that's by your spirit. I know it's by your word, but I do believe and by faith I proclaim your word. Today, to these people, for your name's sake, in Jesus' name, amen. So how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? I mean, there's a lot of indications here and a lot of things going on. But to put it into context of what we've been going through for the last several weeks, it's by the hearing of the word of God. Sometimes simple truths are the hardest to swallow. Because even as a believer, we struggle being in the Word of God. How can that be so? How can that be so? I mean, we, we have all the obvious answers, distractions, time, uh, you know, th things come along in life. And, you know, I, I, I understand because I live that same life. I'm, I'm a people too. But there is one thing that I do understand. There's a place to seek and to look at me as a pastor. That's biblical. For God has given some. He's given pastors and preachers and teachers and evangelism. Why do I say that? It's not because I don't want you. To, it's not because I'm saying, oh, look at me. I'm a pastor. Sometimes I, I want to look at people and say, don't look at me as a pastor. Just go away. You think I'm kidding. Life is tough. And sometimes the reality of things is, you know what? If we try to live it on our own accord, we'll always fall short. And that's not words of condemnation. But that's what we try to do. We try to take these things that led up to today and, and we say, you know what? I, I've, I've caught it, I counted the cost, Pastor Tony, and you know what? It's just too much. You don't understand. 
Today I can't follow God. I can't follow Jesus. You don't understand. You don't get it. And then sometimes you say, you know what? I've conformed so much to the world. You don't understand. I, you know, what do you want me to do? Quit my job? Do you want me to do this? Do you want me to do that? I, I don't understand. And then there's some times that you say, you know what? My heart's so hardened I can't repent. I guess I've allowed this stuff into my life so much it just doesn't matter anymore. I don't know that I want to repent. I don't know that I, even though I, I know what God says, and I, or at least I believe I know what God says, I don't know that I want to turn and repent. This I know, pastor or not. I'm in the Word of God to preach it and to teach it and to proclaim it. That's by a gift of God. Just like as a believer, you all have gifts. As a believer, you all have gifts. Use them to his glory. Allow him to empower you in them. So as a pastor, I proclaim the word. As a believer, I want to live the word. And it's only by his word. We'll never get away from his word. Why do we want to? Why do we fight so hard not being in his word? Why sometimes is it that we just say we don't have time? It doesn't matter. I don't. I just, ah. The only way we'll ever move forward in our Christianity, in our life, and glorify God is by the word of God, you guys. It's the only way. There is no other way. There is no other way. By the word, we're saved. I mean, salvation comes by the word of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? If salvation itself comes by the word of God, how can we continue to live our life as a believer outside of the word? How then shall they call on him who they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? The word of God is what instills belief in our heart. Do you want to have belief? Who here prayed that that storm would not come into Florida? I mean it. Who, who here prayed? Okay. Now, now, seriously. Now, this I'm not trying to be silly here. Seriously. Who here believes that God is a God? Our God is a God that could stop that storm. Okay, okay, who here believes that God hears our prayers, will interact with our prayers of faith, and he, in, 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 in a sense, our prayers will initiate God to hold back the storm? Who here, did I make sense? Who here believes that? If God can hold back a storm, which he can, then how would we ever say, that God, I have this in my life, I have that in my life, you just don't understand, and I've prayed about it, and I don't have an answer, I don't know what's going on. You can hold back a storm, a cat for a storm. Think about that. <laughs> you can hold back an entire storm, but you can't engage my life, you can't engage the things that are coming against me. A God that can hold back a storm knows exactly what we are going through and the pains that we have. But you just heard one scripture out of many. It's by the word we get our answers. It's by the word when we're in the word and we're facing these trials and these tribulations and these things coming against us. It's by his word that we believe. 
It's by his word that we're strengthened. It's not, be, listen, it's not because I go, God, you know, I'm, I'm having a real time, hard time right now. And I'm just praying to you, you know, uh, help this, this, this place where I'm sick or help, help me uh, try to understand this bad relationship. And, you know, amen. And a year goes by and I'm going, God, you know, you, I know you understand. And I just help me in this place that I'm sick and help me in this relationship. Amen. And then five years goes by and the glory, you know where I'm at. And then I look at myself in the mirror. I'm not beyond that. I've been there. Again, I'm, I'm more mature today than I, I was then. But I look myself in the mirror and I go, Tony, you know, there's going to be a time where you're going to stop relying on yourself in the lack of answers you have in your heart. And you're going to allow the word of God to put himself in you and give you the answers you seek. And they'll be hard because we still have to trust. God, you're going to hold back a storm? And it'll be hard. But here's the bottom line. It's by his word we believe. It's by his word when he speaks the truth of of our healing and the peace that he'll give. The promises that he tells us of who he is. That he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And that he has control of everything. And then all of a sudden as we're reading his word, that word puts a belief in our heart. And as that belief in our heart, it gives us faith. Stop it. (laughs) Stop unbelief that's repentance that's where you come to a place i come to a place where i say god oh my how do i pray how do i say that you're god how do i go through my life like this and i'm not even allowing your word to come into me to give me the belief that you say you'll give to give me the relief that you say you have to give me the peace that i know you have most know that peace as a believer in this room but we fade. We want to believe. Don't you say you believe in God and you're not in his word. Jesus says that. Come on, most of you know that. If you don't keep my commandments, and there's a lot of scriptures. He goes on to say this. And how shall they preach unless they're sent? You know, He's literally talking about a preacher going and being sent to share the gospel or his ministers to share the gospel. So, number one, we grab as a believer, we're to take his word and to share it, to share the gospel with others, right? In the context that we're talking about today, how shall they preach unless they're sent? How shall we ever grab the word of God? And allow the spirit of God to take that word that we will believe. No, I mean really believe. What's the fruit of that? The action. You go. What do I mean? What did Jesus come to do? Jesus said he came to reconcile man to God. And how did he do it? By serving. Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. If the spirit of Christ is in you. Hear me. If the spirit of Christ is in you. And you're not going. You're not applying the word of God. You're not, you're not sharing the gospel. Again, these aren't words of condemnation. You know, some people go, oh, Pastor Tony, you don't understand. You know, maybe you can go up to someone and go, you know what? You know, you know, God loves you and, 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 and Jesus died for you and you need to repent and believe. It's not the point. The point is that we take who God has made us to be. We, we use our talents 
like, like Jonathan this morning. And we put action to his word. You'll never know the final result of believing in faith until you do. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? Let, let, let me read on and let the word show us. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. Come on. Is that possible? Is that possible that the revelation of who Christ is and what the gospel is could be presented to someone and they not, they not believe it, they not be obedient to it? Of course it is. On to salvation, people can hear the gospel and not be saved. And also, people can be in the gospel, being a born-again believer, and not obey. And he goes on to say this, For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Does faith come in any other way? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Does faith come in any other way? There is no other way. Do you see how we can be deceived and we can be distracted? No, no, seriously, kind of full circle. We can be so distracted in life to, to really just go, you know, there is a God, there is salvation. Um, I, you know, I, I, I've come to a place where I've repented, Pastor Tony. I, you know, I don't, might not know the date, but I know, I know a time where, where I feel like God just revealed to me that I was a sinner separated from him. And I was sorry for those sins, and I, I turned from those sins, and I turned to God. And there, there, there was that time, and, and Pastor Tony, um, but I I'm just still don't get it. I, I, I'm still trying to figure life out. And it's from the lack of being in the Word. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, there is no other way. It doesn't get any simpler than that. If I want faith, I'm going to receive it by the word. If I want to walk in the word, I'm going to have to believe what I'm receiving by the word. I have to claim what God is saying. See, I think, I think that might be, um, if you will, if, if I were to say, if you were to say, Pastor Tony, how do you apply this? What, what are you talking about? Um, well, I could obviously say, well, be in the Word. But, but that don't work. <laughs> Not most of the time. <laughs> you know, you need to be in the Word. Yes, sir, Pastor Tony, I know. You know, how you doing? Well, you know, I just don't have time. It's baby steps. First recognize that God is who He says He is. And you... You open up the Bible, you go to Romans. I'll tell you what, go to Ephesians. And, and you read. And you pray. I'm not trying to be silly, I'm, I'm being very sincere. You go to Romans 12. This has been our main scripture for a few weeks now. What does it say? I mean... I beseech you, therefore, brother, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not conform to the world, 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You want to know what God wants. You want God's answer. It's right here. His word will prove what is perfect and acceptable. You want to know his will? It's, it's, it's serious, right? It's right here. And and I know some might say, well, I read the word of God too, and it's confusing. I don't understand. That's seriously why the body's here. It's a part of the function of the body is to walk and to fellowship and talk and counsel. That's part of preaching, the preaching ministry. Part of the teaching ministry is to help break down the word of God. But But look at me. No preacher, no teacher, no anyone, although all given by God, if they're walking with God and, and preaching and teaching the Word of God, the truth of God. But there's not a one of us or a one of you that will ever replace God. It's only by personal devotional and study and time and prayer and communication there is no other way. Give give God your time or give him nothing. That's the only thing that's valuable to him. I understand. Use your gifts and talents. Of course that's valuable to him. But he gets glory in our time. He gets glory in the, the, the people he created to glorify him. He'll get his glory regardless of what we do. That's my point. Okay. I could, be the, I could be the biggest, baddest evangelist that ever lived, and maybe hundreds of thousands of people get saved, and that's a hallelujah, amen. I mean, mean that. But there's one day, even as that evangelist or that preacher, I'm going to stand before God, and he's going to say, man, I love you. Well done. But I love you, Tony. It's about me walking with you. If you're here this morning and you say, you know, Pastor Tony, uh, you said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Well, here's what the Word of God says. Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us have fallen short of that glory. We know that. We know that. Whether we're a believer or a non-believer, whether we're saved or not saved, I'm trying to, it's really the same thing. I'm just saying it in a different way. And Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of that sin, for the wages of that sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. The Bible specifically says that to the non-believer, the gospel is foolishness to people, which I relate. I was saved later in life. It was very much foolishness. It didn't make sense. God had a son that had to die for me. What? Right on cue. Isn't that awesome? That's but it's because, now watch, it didn't make sense to me. If you're a believer in this room, you know exactly what I'm saying. Unless you are you were saved much younger, and, but you know what I'm saying. There was that point in time where the Spirit of God revealed to your heart the need to be saved. You repented and you believed. You put your trust in Christ as your Savior by the Word of God. It's by the Word of God. I mean, if someone walked up to you and said, Hey, you, you never heard about the Word of God? Be saved. You're not saved, even if you think you are. But by the word of God, if you're in this room and you know you're repented and believed, you're a born-again believer, now watch. It was by his word. The word dwells in you. 
we've been talking about getting in on what God's doing around us to see what he's doing and he's working. You know what's going on. We're starting to see God. It's not like he's just showing up. He's always been there. So if you're here this morning, you know that you're a sinner that falls short of God's glory and his word is revealing that to your heart. In Romans 10, it says this, for if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. See, it's by his word and by his spirit that it reveals to your heart the need of salvation. There is no other way. There is no other way. But when that moment of time comes where your heart knows, that's what the Bible's talking about. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now it's up to you. Will you be obedient? Just as he said, some heard but weren't obedient to the gospel. Will you be obedient? Will you put your trust in him? Will you repent of your sin? Will you count the cost? And knowing that you need to put, or will need to put God first. First through his son and salvation and then in your life. Today, if that's you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning, for your word, for your grace, for your love. And Lord, but if one person in this room, Lord, I, even, if, even if they've proclaimed to be Christians all their life, I, may I not try to convince anyone they're not a believer, but may you, by the Spirit and by the Word, your Word, reveal to us our true salvation. Lord, have we put our trust in you? Have we counted the cost, the real cost of becoming a disciple of trusting you as our Savior? And if we have, will we, will we act on it? Will we repent and believe right now, knowing Jesus died for us? We don't, we don't know all the answers. It's impossible, but your spirit and your words telling us it's true. It's true. And by faith, we believe it put our trust in you this morning for our salvation. A God that can stop a storm, a God that can heal, a God that has put together this very creation we're sitting in the middle of has come to earth and healed me and saved me. We celebrate that in Jesus' name. If that's you, this okay, the 12, sorry, don't, I, I rely on PowerPoint too much <laughs> sometimes. Um, so please be a part of that. Okay, and we'll continue our youth equipping next Sunday. Um, health group is meeting after church today. Our health, spiritual health. Uh, hey, if you guys, you guys, any of you want to get out, want to get buff, and you want to get strong physically and spiritually, you ought, you ought to join our health group. I'm just saying, it's, you should see some of these people. They're 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 coming in. They're walking out like this now. It's awesome. Uh, maybe not, but. <laughs> It's it's a it's a great journey, right, guys? I, I didn't sound too enthusiastic. But that's okay. All right. Well, God is good all the time. Okay. Miss Trish and I are going to stand up front here. If you're a visitor today, you have a question for us, or maybe you're just here and and you you want to you want to mention something in our ear. You need prayer for something. We're going to be up here for a moment. Um, just to give you that accessibility, okay? Well, God bless you, and um, God is good. Be in his word. Tell stories. Be a witness to his goodness and grace. Share with others. Amen? Amen. We'll see you. God bless you.